This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famer Mike Van Dees joining us here at Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? That's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weights. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, I guess, here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandela, I guess, here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Hey, what up? Happy, uh, what is today? Thursday, the Jason Walker Show. Hanging out in the Above All Handyman Services Man Cave. We've got a busy show today. You can watch on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can listen on Podbean, Network One Sports, TreasureStateRadio.com. Go to JasonWalkerShow.com, as always. And uh, you can uh, email Jason at JasonWalkerShow.com. Twitter handle, at JWalkerSports. And our phone number is 406-209-1267. Uh, we're going to talk horse racing with Barry Abrams coming up. We've got the, pre- or the Belmont on Saturday. And uh, you can see his hair. In studio, the newest member of the MHSA Hall of Fame, Gary Wagner, will join us. Opening segment of the Montana, uh, Jason Walker Show is brought to you by Montana Custom Log Homes, the premier log home company in the industry with three distinct divisions so you can create the log home of your dream and your budget. And uh, great versatility. You've got milled log, you've got timber frame, you've got handcrafted. Check them out at yourcustomlog.com. Uh, before we get to our uh, in-studio guest, uh, MSU Track, killing it out in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, Duncan Hamilton, Levi Taylor, uh, each will head off to the uh, finals tonight in the steeplechase. Hamilton had the uh, first over- – he was in the uh, second. He finished the steeplechase semifinals first overall. And uh, Taylor was, I think, sixth. And then also qualifying for tonight's – uh, finals. Drake Schneider in the men's 400 hurdles posted a school record and second best overall time of the heats in the three heats with a 49.08. That's moving. So uh, congratulations to those Bobcats. Also saw that uh, Kennedy Venner of the uh, Billing Senior Bronx State AA Championship softball team is your Montana Gatorade Player of the Year after uh, leading the Bronx to a 23-3 and record. And, of course, the title, which you can go listen to yours truly um, and watch the replay on NFHSnetwork.com. So there you go. All right, let's get to him. He's sitting there patiently waiting. He's got to go get his kid and stuff. But uh, we want to welcome into the studio Hall of Famer. How many Hall of Famer uh, fames are you in now, three? Well, I think the 2005 team went into the Hall of Fame at Carroll. Okay. Uh, 2007, okay. 2010. There's three teams. How many years did you play? Was there a long time? That's like eight years. Six seasons. Six seasons. Thank goodness for red shirts and medical red shirts. And, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, it is Gary Wagner joining us. He's in the Montana High School Association Hall of Fame as well, uh, recently inducted. When you hear that, what's, what's that mean to you? I mean, uh, I don't really know how to describe it. It's a pretty special deal. Um, you know, I, I would say growing up, I had a lot of idols in, in high school, you know, role models that I looked up to, and um, I always thought one day, you know, they'll be in some sort of a Montana Hall of Fame. These guys are a heck of athletes. Um, and selfishly, I know this might sound vain to some people, but it was just the competitive nature that I just kind of have in my system. I thought, I want I want to be a Hall of Famer. Um you know, I've been a sports guy my whole life, and I thought, well, usually the people in the Hall of Fame did a pretty good job, right? So I held myself to a standard. I'm like, I want to be, I want to be good at what I'm doing. You know, why, why play sports if you don't want to be the best? So I thought that would equate to me maybe being in the Hall of Fame. But there's a lot of things that have to go into it. You know, someone's got to take the time to nominate you, and there's a committee, and they might not think that what you had was good enough. But yeah, just really blown away um, to you know to be selected. It's pretty sweet. So you've got three college, now the MHS. Are you in Hammer's Hall of Fame yet? 
Not that I know of. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? I don't think so. I haven't been. I haven't been notified if that's the case. Been gone forever. They gotta put you. In. Yeah. Well, I get back often enough. I right. stay in. Yeah. I stay in touch with the boys. I. I have still a lot of connections there. My folks are still there. Um, I have a lot of other family there, aunts and uncles, and and uh, yeah. So we get back often. I'll be there this next week, and I'll have to say hi to the crew. You, you definitely should. Gary Wagner joining us in studio. Jason Walker show. Um, Take me through your high school playing days. Uh, let's let's start with the football because obviously, I mean, I think you what lost three times between high school and college. As a starter, yeah, I think okay. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so high school football. Shoot, I was I came into my freshman year. I think I was <clears throat> 105 pounds, uh, competing in a quarterback position, and I mean it wasn't good. I really couldn't throw the ball right. I couldn't. I couldn't really press the ball downfield. You had some little kid, and I was competing against a, a couple other individuals. But um, my freshman coach, I think, yeah, uh, Brian Jenkins, uh, I think he saw something that maybe no one else did, and they might have thought he was crazy. But he started me um, as a freshman, and I really had to learn. I had to adapt and learn really quick, and I still think it's one of the most important parts as a quarterback, but your lower half. I had to really learn how to throw the ball with my lower half because at 105 pounds coming in my freshman year, it wasn't pretty, right? So um, we had a lot of success. Again, I've always told people, you can have all the individual talent you want, and you can have some dudes out there. But if if you're not surrounded, if you don't get lucky, I mean, it's lucky, right? If you don't get a lot of guys that have the same passion, the same drive, the same want for success, it's tough to accomplish that end goal. Um, and fortunately for me, we had kids, we had uh, a large number of kids out, and those kids that were out, all you know, 95% of them all kind of felt the same way I did. Psycho competitive. There was fights all the time. Where everyone was trying to be first, and so it all just panned out. Um, sophomore year, uh, I wanted to be on the travel team, so I did whatever I could. I became a kicker, <clears throat> and so I kicked, and it wasn't pretty, um, but I was able to make you know make the roster as a backup quarterback to um, another one of my role models. Uh, um, Justin Kegel, um, he kind of fell into that because Matt Kegel, who was a quarterback at Haver High, who I really, uh, really admired, still look up to this day. Um, you know, I was the backup quarterback, and then my junior year uh, had a really good had a really good thing going. Went down to Miles City, lost in a playoff game in the um, in the quarterfinals, and then my senior year, yeah, we had an undefeated season. And um, I mean, a lot of people remember the names of Coda Cheetah and Mark Mariani. Scott Robinson, Rick Hoyam, Jared Wagle. I mean, we had we had some guys, right? Mm-hmm. Undersized, our O-line, I think our biggest O-lineman. <clears throat> and then this is Class A football, so um, it's a, it was a, you know, it was a pretty good-sized football squad. I think our biggest offensive lineman weighed 190 pounds. Jeez. Yeah, we weren't huge by any means, <laughs> but we had a lot of guys. With, uh, just, we made a lot of plays. Um very, very fortunate. Well, all you had to do was give the ball to Mariani. I know. It's pretty simple. <laughs> it was pretty cool. The paper the next day was like, Wagner throws 94-yard touchdown pass to Mariani. But what that really was was a quick one-step <laughs> through a hitch. Mark caught a five-yard pass and ran. Yes. Um, we actually, and Coach Purcell, I laugh about it with him to this day, but my junior and senior year, if we, we won the toss, if we won the toss, we took the ball. If not, it didn't matter. You know, however we started with the game, if we got the ball, it was the same play to start the game, every play, and it was the play-action pass, and Mark was on one side and Coda was on the other, and they would just run as fast and as far as they could, and I would just throw it to one of them. And we scored on it seven plays, the first play of the game, our junior year, and wow. eight plays, I think, or six or seven plays, I think, on our, our senior year. It was just a, yeah, chuck it and pray. And those two usually came down with it. It was quite nice. Well, yeah, it's, that's not too shabby to have no. guys like that. I mean, you're throwing to all-stars, basically. Yeah. Uh, Gary Wagner joining us here in the Above All Handyman uh, Services Man Cave. Um, college then, obviously six seasons, um, but culminating with uh, a national championship in there, too. So that's not too shabby. Do you still have the, I mean, where do you keep the ring? Um, you're not going to tell me. No, I yeah, I got it. I I think there I think all of the rings that I've been able to accumulate over uh, a period of time they're at my p- parents' house in Haver. Okay. But I have a safe in my house and I keep it in there. I get to wear it to special occasions. I don't know. My wife thinks when I wear it, she's like, "Oh God, what are you wearing that for?" You know. You don't <laughs> well, need to wear that godly thing. Yeah. You right. don't get too many opportunities. So. No. So you've got conference championship rings. Mm-hmm. How many of those? Five. Well, they don't give oh. you the ring if you do the national championship. Oh, okay. So 
We won it in 05, so I have a national championship ring there. In 2006, conference championship ring. 2007, national. 2008, conference. 2009, conference. 2010, national. Jeez. Mm -hmm. That's um, yeah. That's some hardware. Pretty fortunate, yeah. yeah. Pretty awesome. You don't have enough hand or fingers on one hand. No, I sometimes, yeah, my fingers now have got all deformed and whatnot, so they don't fit on certain hands, so sometimes you got to double them up. I think I took one photo just to be kind of a smart ass to send to my family. <laughs> kind of like the with all the rings on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've had my high school ring on there too, just being kind of goofy, but uh, yeah, funny. again, very fortunate, yeah. Yeah, well, and you had some great players around you in college mm. too. It wasn't oh, just yeah. like you know, no. the Gary Wagner show. Yeah, I came to, okay, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, um, I came into Carroll, I'm like, oh man, I'm a stud, right? Well, everyone that plays college football was really good in high school. And so I showed up, I'm like, oh no, this is, this is going to take some time if, if it, you know, if it happens at all. Um, and I was the only quarterback that they recruited that year, so I came in and I was a full-time scouting quarterback going against Jeff Shirley, Gary Cooper, <laughs> Regan Mack. Matt Thomas, I'm like, oh, dear God. Welcome to college football. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was ugly at times, but what a learning opportunity for me. I got to go against the best of the best, which, you know, you can't beat that. The players, like I said, again, timing is everything, and you have to be really fortunate. Unfortunately for me, there was a lot of success at Carroll, so people were driven to that, right? Um, easy to recruit, easier to recruit um, when everyone's winning and national championship rings are flying. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I was just really fortunate at the time that a lot of good people were there, uh, a lot of fantastic football players with that same drive and passion. And, of course, okay, so you heard the Open, and you've heard it before when I asked Coach Van Deest a while ago, but um, why are quarterbacks good golfers? And I've golfed with you. You're a good golfer. So, And he says, you don't work out, you have nothing else to do. So <laughs> what's your response? Well, there might be some truth to that. We had to work out a little bit, but not near as much as some of the guys that were taking the beating, right? Um, I still remember one time it was morning workouts, it was cold, it was wintertime. I just was not, I just wasn't in the right mind frame. So I'm in the laundry room hiding in some new freshly dried towels, nice and warm, kind of catching a quick siesta, and Hogan came in and found me. Oh. And that was not pretty. Um, so I think I had to, he tried to put me through his Friday, uh, his old college Friday workout, uh, squat workout. It was like 25 sets to 225. I can't remember what it was. Something crazy. Still, my legs gave out. So it was like, all right, I'm not going to miss another workout. But, yeah, there's, I mean, this position, you got to be, hey, sure, you got to be strong. you got to be physically in shape. But uh, there's some other things that maybe I valued a little bit more. I remember Emmert was joking one time. He said, hey, if you want to stay out of the training room, avoid injuries, stay out of the weight room. He always said that to me. <laughs> and no coach wanted to hear that. Right. Especially was, Hoagie. Yeah, he was definitely joking, but I took it to heart. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll just stay out of the weight room then, I guess. <laughs> uh, who's the better-looking Wagner? You or Billy? Oh, well, that's a tough I – mean, I mean, you got better hair. He's kind of got the hair. He just doesn't. He keeps it short. I mean, if I had to say, I'd say me, but then he'll argue and try to wrestle me and beat me up if that was the case. But he, he golfs with me more than you do, though. I know. Yeah. Well, he gets the invite more than I do. So. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well done. Well yeah. done. Uh, go back to your college days real quick because you brought up something, and I want, and we'll talk about your sister later because she's a stud. But I wanted to ask you because I asked her when she redshirted Danny. Why redshirt? I mean, she's coming in highly recruited. That yeah. was the same year Dane Warp came down. I mean, it was just a, a great year. And she said, I'm not ready yet. Mm -hmm. Physically, mentally, she just wasn't ready for the college life and the college, you know, grind. Yeah. Um, is that kind of the same you felt? Yeah. I think she, I mean, 100%, she was correct with what her decision was. I think she would have, she would have been able to make it happen halfway through the season or something. For me... I thought, well, A, I don't want to waste your eligibility because we got Tyler Emmert here, so yeah. uh, not a chance. Even if he wasn't there, I would have begged to be a redshirted. I had a lot of growing up to do physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, a lot of things. Like, I needed to grow up, right? Um, and I was able to, you wouldn't know it, and Hoax probably wouldn't agree with me, but I put on a little weight, you know, so I was able to withstand some of the things that would go on. But mentally, uh, Coach Hallett's offense wasn't some just – rinky-dink little offense, right? It was complex, and he picked up stuff from NFL offenses and uh, big-time uh, FCS programs, NCAA programs that he would acquire and he would bring and 
Tyler was smart enough that it all worked out for those guys. And then the trickle-down effect, John Barnett was there, and they kept that offense, and I came. And, man, it took me a while to adjust. Because, um, again, in high school, right, I'm handing it off to a couple studs or I'm chucking it to my boys. So reading defense, is, uh, that was a little more uh, – that was tricky for me. But they were patient, worked with me, and, we, you know, we figured it out. But, um, yeah, that was – it was an adjustment. Super, you know, very, very fortunate I was able to redshirt, though, because sure. – yeah, you're just able to develop into uh, someone that can really be a contributor. Uh, you weighed nine, or 105 your freshman year in high school. What did you weigh in college your freshman year? So I think Hoagie said he wanted me to come in at like 175. I I think I had to be like 160. There's no, you don't weigh 175 now. And I think I am 175 on the nose right now, <laughs> 174. But I came in, and I at this point, I'm underweight, and they're just like, what did you do all offseason? Why, why weren't you working out? I wasn't, you know. I'm throwing footballs and playing tennis and whatever. Um, so I didn't have the size. But as I got a little bit older, I became a little wiser, and I saw what the seniors and the older upperclassmen were doing. Well, if you want to make weight, I was wearing baggy a baggy shirt. I'd take a five-pound ankle weight and tape it around my chest, walk in there. No one knew. You know, I'd go in there, and I'd make my weight. Holy God, wow, good job, Wayne. You're putting on some size. You bet, yeah. But I had a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches under my bed every night. Garrett Thompson and I are freshman year. You know, we'd eat anything we could. Pizzas late at night. It wasn't healthy, but just trying to put on weight. Yeah, anything at that point. Yeah. Uh, you stick around for another segment? Yeah. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue with Gary Wagner. I want to talk about his tennis days because, well, tennis is a different sport than football. Um, you have to be a little bit athletic as well. Uh, so we'll talk about that. He had a pretty good doubles partner. So we'll talk about that. I do want to uh, continue our conversation about his Carol playing days. And Barry Abrams will join us. We'll get his uh, Belmont picks. Who you got? There's only eight horses running on Saturday, and only a couple have uh, even challenged in the last couple of Triple Crown races. On this day in history, much more. I'll still to come the opening segment, Jason Walker Show, brought to you by Montana Custom Log Homes, the premier log home company in the industry. Hang on. Coming right back. Gary Wagner in, in studio. Hang on. Strength. Beauty. Grit. Strength, beauty, grit, superior craftsmanship. Our homes have it all. At Montana Custom Log Homes, if you can dream it, we can build it. With three divisions and over 50 years' experience, we've got you covered. From a showcase home to a small cabin, we make your vision a reality. Because every cowboy wants a castle for his queen. Montana Custom Log Homes, crafting homes that last for generations. Looking for something sweet before work? How about that fresh brewed coffee? Maybe a fresh baked cinnamon roll as you head in for another great day exploring. Then look no further than the sweet spot in Boulder. Whatever your pleasure, the sweet spot has everything to fix that craving. From daily specials and rolls to tasty cookies and more. Don't forget that caramel macchiato or espresso and many more of your favorite flavors. The Sweet Spot caters to the local community and cares about providing the best treats every day. Visit The Sweet Spot on Facebook or in Boulder at 102 North Main Street. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work. Then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark, Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. 
Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back Jason Walker Show on a Thursday. Barry Abrams is going to give us our Belmont picks coming up on this day in history. The walk-off, much more still to come. And uh, I don't know what else. Oh, we'll get you set for the weekend. Got a busy weekend, too. And talk some golf. But we uh, continue in the above all handyman services man cave with uh, Hall of Famer three times over at Carroll Minimum. He's in the MHSA Hall of Fame now as well, and uh, his name is Gary Wagner. This segment, by the way, brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. All right. So you picked up uh, your college. Um, what's the worst that Mike Van Deest ever yelled at you? <laughs> that can't probably go on the air, can <laughs> <laughs> Just edit, self-edit a little. Well... There was this deal, and I finally told him about two years ago, but my freshman year, I'm the only quarterback, right? They have an All-American defense, um, and two of them pulled me aside like five weeks into the season. And they said, hey, there's some times where practices aren't going well, and rather than everyone, you know, have the Deast come down and slaughter them, let's, let's try to numb that a little bit. So they came up with signals, guys, on the defense, and if they gave me the signal, I was supposed to force a ball quote-unquote, force a ball and let them get a pick. Mm-hmm. You know, get Deast fired up. Oh, yeah, great play, you know. <laughs> well, kind of cutting my own throat. But right, so right. finally, after a few turnovers, he tweet, 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 brings the team up, everyone comes in, and he grabs the ball, and he said, I just want to give the ball to the worst quarterback I ever recruited. <laughs> <laughs> Gave me the ball, goofing around, and yeah, they said he, I think he said he wanted to trade me to Tech for something, but it was all in good spirits, but... Yeah, there were some moments we had. I probably deserved them. You know. Yeah, young I mean, kid. Right. Yeah. Making stupid mistakes on the field, in practice, whatever. I, off the field, I was all right. I didn't have any too many issues, really, uh, that he found out about. But Coach, I hope you're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, there, was, there weren't too many bad deals for me. Um, man, what about Hallett? Because he could get on you. Oh, yeah. We, butt, you know, we were button heads all the time. We were together all of the time. Right. Right? Film, practice, games, we were always together. And so, you know, you're around someone long enough. I'm sure I annoyed the hell out of him, and I'm, he did the same to me. But And there was things, you know, that he'd see that I didn't and I probably should have, you know. So, we had, yeah, we had our moments, but, you know, it's, it's just one of those deals, I think, when you're in that position and you both want the high level of success that sometimes tempers flare. And, yeah, there's some times where I had to just take the headphones off and, Talking to the mic and say, "Hey, I'm not going to listen to you right now." During a game? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like we need to talk to Dane. He's going in. I'm like, sorry, I'm I'm not going to relay that message right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's going to do a great job, by the way, at Helena. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yep. I just actually he had me come down on uh, Tuesday and speak to the some of the guys that were at practice. But yeah, he's going to do a fantastic yep. job. He's one of the most brilliant football minds I've ever been around. Um, passionate, and he loves working with kids. They're going to do a nice job. Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, Gary Wagner joining us here in studio. All right, let's go back to uh, your tennis days. Yeah, because I didn't really know this until uh, you know until I moved up here. But you were a pretty good tennis player. Of course, you had a really good doubles partner. Yeah, Mark, I will say this: every other sport, Mark was superior. And I would say this if he was right here. But I definitely had <laughs> I carried the load on the tennis part. He okay. was no, I didn't carry the load. We were both really good tennis players. We played a lot. It was right down from both of our homes. We had lights on at night. We would go to practice. Go home, do our homework, eat dinner. The girls would practice. They'd leave. We'd come back, and we'd play for four or five hours every night. We played a lot of tennis. Um, why tennis? I'm not really sure. I think it might have been the proximity. Mark was a really good baseball player. Um, I played some baseball. Uh, track was going on. Um, you know, there was opportunities to do some things. 
Um, I get, I don't really know what it was. Oh, our track team was okay. Our the North Stars baseball team I had a couple good buddies that played there. At the end, my senior year, my last year, I no, my junior year, I tried to play tennis and baseball. I went on a couple trips, just didn't work out. But I think it was the success thing that we were driven to, Mark and I, um, and then Kyle Balchers, a kid that was our age too, he's a four-time state tennis champ. Uh, not too many of those. Um, and so Mark and I, when we when we came on board, they just won their fourth state championship and their fourth divisional championship in a row. Okay. We came on, we did the same thing: four divisional, four state. We got paired up as freshmen. We hated each other. Mark was a, you know, we weren't good buddies our freshman year in football or basketball. They paired us together, and I'm like, we were both thinking of quitting the tennis team. And then our parents were like, no, you need to do it, whatever. We started winning, had some success. It was all good. Won a state championship, part of a team championship. Um, I can't remember what. We won a couple games at state that year. Sophomore year, we lost in the state championship to our other doubles team. Um and we won a state championship. Junior, senior year, yeah, we, Dominated. we took care of business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you don't. Well, I guess it goes back to quarterbacks aren't athletes, right? So you're just you're playing tennis. That's right. Yeah. Because you're not going to run. Well, we could have. <laughs> I, I think we had Coda Cheetah, Kyle Baltrish, Mark, and myself. And I think if we would have put together a four by four or a four by one. Oh yeah. We asked our athletic director. We said, "Hey, is there a way? How many meets do we have to be in? We want to try to give this a go. I mean, we wanted to compete in everything we could." He's like, no, I don't think we can do that. You'd have to compete in so many meets and then go to divisionals. And I'm like, can't we just show up at divisionals and try to run? I mean, we have no idea what we're doing, but we ha- we literally were loaded. It was it was kind of weird. There was a transition period for a while where all the athletes were, you know, the quote-unquote athletes were doing this track thing, but they started migrating over to the tennis program. And we had, I mean, kudos to our coaches. They did a fantastic job recruiting guys over, but they we were pretty salty there for a while. Who would have run anchor? Probably Mark. Yeah, Mark or Coda. Who, who was faster? In high school, that was... Oof, that's close. That's really close. They were both solid in high school. Coda might have been the faster guy in high school. I don't know. Who else recruited you? Uh, all the Frontier schools had Bob Green come in, which was oh, just geez. a treat. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Northern was there. You know, Samson was there. He had his yeah, squad going. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Frontier schools, I had the preferred walk-on to the Cats and Grizz, and... I was kind of really selfishly hoping Mark, they they came after Mark Hart at Carroll, and you know, he wanted to do the walk-on thing, and I kind of wanted to come here, and so, yeah, I wanted to kind of come where I was wanted, it sure. felt like, yeah, and I'm really glad I did. I, I'm, I Everybody asks this, best moment in college, it's got to be one of the championship games? Yeah, probably. Okay. Worst, yeah. worst game you ever were a part of at Carroll? Was it a northern loss? Um, no, because... I mean, I, I mean, yeah, that was tough because I, I mean, I wasn't really a huge contributing factor at that point. A tough loss for me was when we lost our junior year uh, in the playoffs to uh, Lindenwood to go to the to go to the championship. I didn't play bad. I didn't play great. I missed a couple balls. We had a really nice play action called. Had chance to Emory wide open in the flat. He probably would run for like a seventy yard touchdown, and I threw it straight into the dirt. Like, oh god. That was tough to swallow. That one was tough because we we legit had the best team in the country that year. Yeah, and yeah, that that one was tough. But uh, who hit you the hardest in practice? Bob Anderson hit me one time as a freshman. I wasn't. I didn't have my mouth guard in or my chin strap. And he's a great false high guy, stud, all American nose guard. And he came up and jagged my face mask right into my face, cut my lip up, nose. He's just like button up. <laughs> I didn't have a chin strap on. I was like, oh god, oh dude. Yeah. yeah, I had some gnarly hits. I lost a filling in a playoff game. I slid, lost a, got half my tooth knocked out, filling knocked out cold. Times are a little different now, but I came back in the second half, threw two touchdown passes. Don't remember a single one of them. Don't really remember the second half. Um, well, you just you had your bell rung. You didn't have a concussion. Then. Yeah, right? That's, That's how it worked back yeah. then. Oh, he's just a little... Yeah, he's yeah. okay. He's shaking up. That's <laughs> what, yeah, he'll be fine. Put him back in. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, take me through a huddle. Like, when you get that... Yeah. that it's the most powerful moment in sports. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be... Yeah, I've played, I played a lot of different sports. Um that's a pretty cool deal. With everybody looking to you in that yeah, moment. Yeah, I guess thinking about it right now. Yeah. Not even necessarily looking to me. I mean, obviously, I'm giving some of the direction of what's going on, but just to see everyone kind of focused and dialed in. Um, yeah, it's a, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Get the chills. Um, especially in a really cut 
you know, it's a, it's an intense situation. You know, fourth and goal on the one yard line, and you're looking at guys like Andy Fiesta at your center, and you got John Camino and Bubba Bartlett and Chance Demery, Matt Ritter, guys like that, Connor Goudreau, name dropper. Yeah, these <laughs> <laughs> those are the guys I got to play with. How special know, is that? You know? know, and and you know that you're going to be successful because you know that they're well, they're they're. It can't not happen with these guys. But being in that huddle, the snow's flying and. You know, in a cold game, in a playoff game, and hey guys, we got to get this yard. You know, I'm waiting for the play to come in, and we're talking, and yeah, that huddle, everyone's dialed in, and you can just see the, you know, there's dudes bloodied up, there's dudes hurt, guys exhausted, right. and but that will and want to succeed to gain a yard, there's nothing more powerful powerful than that. Who's the best athlete in the Wagner family? Probably my sister. I unfortunately, knew, I knew you were going to say that. I mean. My dad was a heck of an athlete. My mom was a stud. She played hoops for the Cavs. My dad wrestled at Northern. My sister, my sec, my oldest sister, Lisa, great golfer, volleyball player, cheered for the Grizz. She got a national championship with the Grizz in 01, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, my sister, Julie, great golfer, great basketball player. She golfed at Northern. Uh, Billy played football here. He was a you know a stud wrestler. She's a state champ tennis player, too. Yep. Uh, Danny just kind of did it all, though. She, I mean, freshman year in high school, just knocking it out of the park, literally. Uh, heck of an athlete, came to Carroll. She had a lot of transitioning to do and uh, absolutely crushed it here. So I'm probably Danny. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue about it. I mean, she's the most recent. Yeah. But I mean, she had the most successes. I mean, if you want to just, if you count successes by, um, you know, your started points scored, you know, home runs hit, if you start to tally things up and some championships, she's got a lot of ribbons. Well, so yeah. do you, though. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's close. So when you guys go home Thanksgiving, Christmas yep. Day, you guys are all sitting around, all the Wagners. It's usually a fight, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Continue, yeah. <laughs> no, that's just... I mean, <laughs> yeah, it'll be a cribbage game that turns into... Yeah, okay. it's all competitive. I was born into it, raised into a competitive family, and yep. I've said this before, it's a double-edged sword. It's probably got me in a little bit of trouble down the road, and, you know, and in my past, but I wouldn't change it for the world. We're just a competitive family. We all love each other, right? Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it was competitive. Worst fight that you and Billy have had? We've had some bad ones on the course, actually. Yeah. Well, how do I believe? Well, yeah, people, like, uh, they don't ever have to worry about Billy or I in this golf league thing. We've had some success, and everyone's like, oh, God, you got, you know, what's going on out there? You guys giving each other putts? We hold each other to, there's no gimmies in our group, right? It's like, if you have a six-inch putt, you're putting it, because there's a chance that, who cares about league? If I can beat him... For the next 12, 24 hours, I'm the guy, right? right. And so it's competitive <laughs> out there. We've had some pretty good – there's been a lot of opportunities for him to probably whoop my hiney because he could. He's That's kind of his background. He's a wrestling yeah. guy, and he's a strong he's a strong, he's a strong young man. So I'm just glad it hasn't ever really had to come to that. Sure. It's been close. And I he's could, probably put me in my place a few times and said, hey, this is your last chance. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Um, all right, I know I'm keeping you longer than I thought. Oh, no, you're fine. Well, I know that. I looked in the mirror today. Okay. I shaved. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> but with that competitiveness, obviously, I mean, there's so much love in your family. And mm-hmm. you, you can see that. And I really saw it the last few years mm-hmm. with your Facebook or Billy's Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff about Danny. And yeah. just the support that you get, you, you never miss a game. Mm-hmm. Maybe the road games, but you know, who wants there. to go out to LC State? Right. <laughs> in there, though. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, just that love, you can see it. Mm-hmm. And the support that you have, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's almost like Danny was uh, your own kid at, at times. Yeah. It's really hard. Um, there's so many ways I could go about telling these stories, but uh, my wife's like, God, uh, you know, there's times at games where I'm sure I was over the line. You know, we're just super passionate, wanted success, not just for her. And I hope people knew that. Like, I wanted her team to be successful. Right. All those kids were like my little siblings, right? Um, but it started with my parents. My sister was the first one to go to college, obviously, my oldest sister. And we would travel to go watch her cheer. They didn't miss anything. Mm-hmm. They were at everything. Then Julie goes off. They're watching all of her games in high school. Uh, we tried to calculate on average, what trips were around in high school when we were in Haver. And, I mean, they've put on millions of miles. Oh, I'm sure. And what they're doing. And they travel. They went to all the national championship games, even when I was not playing. You know, they were always there. 
Um, they were our biggest supporters, and that was just kind of instilled in us. And now it's just the same to this day. My sisters travel all over the state to watch their kids. We travel all over. We didn't. Our family didn't miss a lot of Danny's stuff. She was our last one, right? So yeah. it's like, and we don't know if any of these other ones will be able to go on to college and play. And Danny was super fun to watch. So we're like, heck yeah, we're going to go. She had great teams. It was fun to watch. Um, but yeah, our, we didn't miss a lot. My no. folks were at pretty much every game. They went to Kentucky, Hawaii, Arizona. They've been to Florida. I mean, they've been everywhere to watch it, right? Well, and you went to New Orleans. Yeah, I went to New Orleans and went to yeah, Sioux City, drove out. We put a bunch of Wagners in a Suburban and drove to Sioux City. Not a good decision. <laughs> Not enough booze, I don't think. But, jeez, holy buckets. That was a wild trip. There was a lot of fights. Oh. Who's driving? If someone hits a rumble strip. All right, you're done driving. Next person. It was wild. It was wild. But, yeah, we went. We didn't miss a lot. Well, especially you had to this last year because you yeah, didn't know New Orleans couple. was going to be it. Or, right. you know, in, in Sioux City, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, those last those last games, mm-hmm. how emotional was that for you? Yeah, it was tough. Because did it take you back to your last year? Oh, yeah. You get to start thinking a lot about it. And I, I could see it weighing heavy on Danny. She knew it was kind of the – her time was coming, right? Um, and in New Orleans, after their, you know, they won their first game, so she knew they had another one. Um, after that second game, you know, she was, I mean, they won their advancing to the tournament. Uh, she was really taken back. I mean, she was full of tears, and all the, all his family, you know, we were all in tears. But um, it was a special moment. I mean, she just said, "Thank you guys for, um, for putting in the time and and effort to uh, to be a part of that." And you know, I had a lot of memories of that as well. You know, my folks. They didn't miss. Uh, they didn't miss a lot. And that was pretty special to us. Special to me. I'm an emotional guy. Sorry. Um, so that was pretty neat. And it was neat because I I had a lot of the same feelings. A lot of that stuff kind of came back. Um, but I know it meant a lot to her to have us there. Because even if you know, no matter how it ended up, she knew we, we were proud of her, and you know, and. We wouldn't have missed anything. If she would have been the girl on the bench that didn't play at all, we would have been to every one of those goddamn games. And that's just how our yeah, that's just how the family is. I think it's amazing. I think you guys are a great family, and it was great to see that support for six years with her and and getting to know you guys because of her when yeah. I was doing games. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty cool deal and 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 all of that. So thanks yeah. for being there. It was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And again, selfishly, everyone likes success too. So uh, that was fun. To, I mean, we watched. I, I got to watch a lot of. Not a lot of people understood what I was saying. Hey, I got to be to the gym. You know, I got to be to the gym a half hour. Really like to watch warmups. Like to get in my yep. seat, see my thing. Women's basketball in the in the Frontier Conference and NAI is freaking good basketball. And if people are out there thinking, oh, I'm just going to show up, you know, at the end of the fourth quarter, come to the men's game, I strongly encourage them to come watch this women's basketball program. And Coach Sayers has done a fantastic job. But she's not alone. There's some solid basketball. I mean, looking over here, Western won a national championship, okay? There's good basketball being played. Uh, Rocky had, I mean, there's just really good basketball around the the Frontier Conference. Well, just even in the state. I mean, you look at the Haver girls, four of the last five times. I I mean, and you're going to see one coming to Carroll and Sadie Phileas. But, yeah, I mean, there's unbelievable girls. I will... I've said this before. I, I, I'm a hashtag girl dad, but I love girls' athletics. I love women's basketball at any level because it's more fundamental. It's real. Oh, yeah. And it's just, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the dunks. I love high flyers like, yeah. you know, Matt Wyman. But yeah. there's nothing better than, you know, seeing, a, you know, Jaden Lyman lining up Daniel Wagner for a wide-open triple, and she hits, you know, six in a game. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. We've been pretty – I mean, we've been spoiled here. There's been really good basketball. And I, I mean – I, my uncle was a volleyball. Co- he's been a volleyball coach his whole life. So I, so I was, and he coached at high levels. So mm. I kind of got into it. And my sisters were all in sports. I was always at all my sisters' volleyball, basketball games, whatever. I, I've known for a long time. I mean, when Lori Payne was at Haver High, I'm like, this is women's sports. There's no difference between watching this and men's games. She's the real deal. And there's people. There's there's times where yeah, there might be a lack of, or a lag in athleticism in certain areas. But I don't know. There's like you said, these last few years, these last 10, 12, 15 years in Montana, women's sports has been fantastic. Yep, yep. And people need to wake up and see it because they're missing out on something that's really special. Yep, absolutely. Uh, before I let you go, i got to yep. ask, what's it mean, or what did it, what did it feel like to have Dane Wart like, set all the records? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Records are made to be broken, right? Um, and that was my goal. I wanted to set every record I could. I'm like, that means we're being successful. It's right. selfish 
I guess if you look at it from a certain lens, but if you look at it from another lens, I wanted to set the records because I wanted our teams to win. I wanted to hit mark on a long pass. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to win. I wanted those records, right? But they're made to be broken. And Dane Warp was a fantastic quarterback. You know, he got a few years more to start, um, played a few more games, so whatever, it's all good. Um, but no, records are made to be broken, and that's fantastic. Um, kudos to him. He was an unbelievable quarterback yeah. and an unbelievable basketball yeah. player, student athlete. I mean, he was the real deal. So, yeah, they're they're fun to have for a while, but they're made to be broken, and that's fantastic that he was able to set a lot of them. Since the family's so competitive, who had the better GPA in college? Uh, I think my sister Lisa, my oldest sister Lisa, okay. then Lisa, and then probably it was probably the three girls. I'm, I'm guessing that you and Billy weren't real high up there. Yeah, I don't know. I held like a three five for six years. Really? Yeah. Billy's pretty dang smart. My sister Julie's super smart. She's you know she's a teacher. Lisa's a teacher. Uh, Danny had solid. I may have been in last place there. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, you've got more. Range Danny got a four point this last year. I believe year. it. Yeah. Which is not easy to do. No, yeah. So. Yeah, so we're all, I mean, yeah. I'd probably be the lacking one there, but that's yeah, all right. But you get to go home and hold up all the rings. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So <laughs> you do have all the bragging rights. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I'm super happy you were able to stop in. I know you got to go at the little one. You got another one on the way? Can we say that? I yeah, you can so say that, yep. Three weeks. Harper Marie's two, two years and two months, and you know, we have another surprise. We don't know what we're going to have, but something here in about three weeks, yeah. Nice. Something. Yep. Well, yeah, boy or girl, it's yeah. either a boy or a girl. Yeah. I mean, there's we're going to have one of those here in in a couple of weeks. I'm but we're sure super there's excited. Not a yeah. dog or anything. No, it's I won't. I won't have one of those. I don't. I yeah. I got to be able to take care of myself and my kids before I can have a dog. Billy's got a dog. He does, yeah. which is scary. It can be. <laughs> it can be. I love the family, man. I, uh, I appreciate. That. I'm really happy you're in that Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Thank you very much. MHSA and. I know there's no banquet, so this is your banquet. Yeah, this is perfect. Yeah. This is all I needed. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Could we golf sometime? See, there's your invite. You just got to let me know. Yeah. All right, Remember, right. I'm a banker now. I got a lot of free time, right? <laughs> I, I I should have you tell the story of you told me at League a couple of weeks ago. Oh. Yeah, I did. Uh, this is I'm early in my banking career. Um, hopefully, it lasts long. But um, long story short, I'm taking out the trash, come out the back door, and um, there's... Uh, police officers with, yeah, um, armed with uh, assault rifles and whatnot. I had to get on the ground. Um, there was, a, yeah, a, a, an issue that had occurred, and everyone was all good, but... Um, Just an accidental yeah, push an acci- Yeah, an accident happened, and so the cops got <laughs> called, but all is well, and good thing security works. So. Did you get new underwear? Yeah, I did. I had to okay. get a couple new sets of those. New pants, <laughs> new shoes, socks, everything, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is great. Yeah. Hey, uh, best of luck in your uh, banking career. Good Thank luck you. with the family, appreciate and uh, thanks for stopping in. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. That is uh, Gary Wagner. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and when we return... We'll get your Belmont picks next. Hang on. Rockers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rockers, you'll find store-wide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find store-wide savings at Rockers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. L&P Grocery offers Boulder a convenient shopping experience, whether you're stopping in for a few things or stocking up for the week ahead. From fresh produce and meat to all the staples you need to feed your family, you'll find it here. L&P Grocery is also proud to have partnerships with local brands and carry products unique to the area. Stop by to exchange propane tanks, pick up fishing tackle, grab your prescription, or get your photo taken at the pitcher kiosk. They're delighted to be the one-stop shop for local area Boulder residents who want Want to support local business? Visit lnpgrocery.com and at 215 North Main Street. Everyone knows about Dinner's Done Right and the convenience of the cook and carry cuisines. It's so easy to just stop by and you have something for dinner that night. But there's also one more thing you need to know about. Dinner's Done Right grab-and-go salad bar. Yes, I said salad bar. Always the freshest ingredients along with a daily soup and nacho bar too. So the next time you are in a rush or you just want to eat healthy, stop by Dinner's Done Right for the soup, salad, and nacho bar. For monthly menus and more info, it's dinnersdoneright.com. Strength, beauty, grit. 
superior craftsmanship. Our homes have it all. At Montana Custom Log Homes, if you can dream it, we can build it. With three divisions and over 50 years experience, we've got you covered. From a showcase home to a small cabin, we make your vision a reality. Because every cowboy wants a castle for his queen. Montana Custom Log Homes, crafting homes that last for generations. Summer, a time to work in the yard and get all those projects that you've been thinking about all winter done. And when you've had enough, go to Lucky Duck Casino and Bar to cool off, relax, laugh a little, or a lot, your choice, have a drink and play your favorite games. There's plenty of new games and your old favorites. Now, if you don't want to work hard and the relaxing part sounds the best to you, then just head over to Lucky Duck Casino and Bar on Dredge behind Jade Restaurant. Happy summer, everyone. Probably should turn my microphone on. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show. Here, uh, this segment brought to you by Bowser's Lucky Dog Casino. And if you are looking for hot machines, the friendly staff, you just got to get into Bowser's Lucky Dog Casino, and uh, they will take care of you. Highly, highly recommend stopping in there. Uh, all right. Speaking of popping in your luck, uh, the Belmont is this week, and joining us now on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline to chat about it is the horse racing expert at ESPN. His name is Barry Abrams, and he joins us now. Well, first question I want to ask you, Barry, is uh, when does Alonzo and Marte come back for the Mets? Because they're going to need them. Well, let's hope that uh, quad injury isn't uh, any big of an issue for Starling Marte. Mm -hmm. He has been raking, as has Alonzo. Uh, But it looked like Marte's might have been a little bit more serious. And, of course, once that All-Star game comes around and then the Mets will get Scherzer and DeGrom back, so that's always a good thing, too. Well, I think they'll get Scherzer back. We'll see about DeGrom. I'll believe he <laughs> comes back when I see him. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's uh, let's hop into it. There is no uh, simplification. There is no secret oath. There is no early voting. There is no epicenter. But there's still going to be a really good race at the Belmont on Saturday. How are you feeling about this with the eight-horse field? Well, obviously, the the first thing you have to look at is this is the first appearance of the 80-to-1 long-shot Kentucky Derby winner, Rich Strike, mm-hmm. since that incredible race in Kentucky. And how will he do? On the plus side for him, he has been working out like a monster in New York. So say the people who have been watching him every morning. And not only that, they have been running him at faster speeds, which means not necessarily that he's bigger and stronger, but that they don't want him to fall that far behind early on, as he did in the Derby. If you remember mm-hmm. watching the replays of the Derby, his jockey, Sonny Leone, went slicing through the field to catch the leaders, Epicenter and Zandon. Well, they don't want him to have to do that much work because the Belmont Stakes is normally not won by a come-from-behinder. And we'll get to that in a minute. So they've been putting more speed into his works, and he's been working out like a monster, and everybody says he looks even better than he did in Kentucky. So that's on the plus side for him. Now here come the negatives. Number one, he is a closer. And even though the Belmont Stakes is the longest of the three Triple Crown races and one of the longest races on dirt in America, in, North, in all of the world, a mile and a half, which is demanding, and you would think, well, the best way to do that is to save your energy, come from behind at the end, and pour it on. But if you've watched this race over the years, the way you win this is by going to the lead and staying there, and that's not his style. So they've been trying to at least get some more speed into him so that he doesn't fall that far back. We'll see. Number two... His jockey, Sonny Leone, who ostensibly was fated with plaudits for his dashing run in the Kentucky Derby, he has never run at Belmont Park, ever. Mm. And what, why that matters is this. Belmont Park is 50% larger than any other racetrack in North America. Most tracks are a mile around. Belmont Park is a mile and a half around the length of the race. It's one lap around the track. 
What does that mean? You know, the horses usually get into a canter early on, into a gallop. Mm. And then at some point, the rider has to ask the horse for his best. And you can usually get that for about between a quarter and a half a mile. Now, for those who can do fifth grade math, that's about three-eighths of a mile that you can really get a horse's best. And on a mile track like Churchill Downs, like the Derby, that three-eighths pole is usually around the beginning of the final turn. So when a rider exits the backstretch onto the final turn, that's his visual cue to ask the horse for his best. When you start the final turn at Belmont Park, that's another eighth of a mile. That's four-eighths, a half a mile from the finish. And if your eyes tell you to ask the horse for his best there, you're guaranteed to lose because you're going to run out of gas. Now, is Sonny Leone going to be patient enough to sit on that horse and not move a muscle and not ask him for his best when he starts the final turn? Theoretically, sure. When you're in the heat of the moment and you've never run there, you do what your eyes tell you to do. And I don't think he's going to run this right. And when you're competing against jockeys who are A, world-class, and B, have run Belmont Park enough to do it in their sleep, like the Ortiz brothers, John Velasquez, Joel Rosario, I don't see that going well for him. The third problem for Rich Strike is that it's going to rain. There is rain in the forecast. He has never run on a wet track. I mean, he can't, but he hasn't. And there are other horses in this race who have, who have proven they can run well on a wet track. So all of this is working against him. That doesn't mean he's not a good horse. I just don't think this is the right spot for him. We're talking with Barry Abrams, ESPN horse racing expert. You can follow him at B. Abrams Voice on the Twitter. Check out his YouTube as well. Uh, there are a couple of horses that have run now, or will have run all three when you include a Skippy Longstocking. I think Mo Donegal as well. Um, these are these are horses that you have liked in the past couple of races that haven't really come through, so to speak. But can these two get the job done? Well, the problem for Mo Donegal is the same problem that Rich Strike has. He's a closer, a deep closer, comes from way back. Not the right spot for him. Now, a couple of months from now, when we're in Saratoga for the Travers, different story. That track will suit him perfectly. I would love to see him run the Travers. But uh, as for Skippy Longstocking, he too is a closer, not as deep. But those guys are going to have some trouble, particularly because it's going to rain. Mm -hmm. And it's tough to make up ground when the track is that soupy. It's hard enough to make up ground at Belmont Park anyway because the track is known affectionately as Big Sandy. So it's like if you've ever been to a a deep sandy beach, how hard it is to walk on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is not Daytona Beach where you can can go for a run. Uh, This is a deep sandy track. And it's tough to make up ground. So the horses, I think, have the better chance here are those who like to run up front early. And the most interesting of those is a filly, a female in the Belmont Stakes. A stablemate of Mo Donegal, her name is Nest. She's second in the Kentucky Oaks to Secret Oath. And so you might be saying, wait, I remember Secret Oath. Mm-hmm. She ran in the Preakness against boys and didn't win. She finished fourth. So you're taking the horse that lost to her also coming back to run against boys? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I am. She's going to love the distance. Her breeding is for all day. She can run all day. Top and bottom of her pedigree. And I think this track is going to set up for her as a front runner's track. The other horse who likes to go up front early who I think won't win but will have something to say about it, is Creative Minister. Uh, Now, this horse did not run in the Kentucky Derby, but he ran in an undercard race on Derby Day, and he won, and then came back and finished third in the Preakness. So he is running the Triple Crown schedule three races in five weeks, even though he didn't actually run in the Derby. That's the knock against them, that he may be tired. But the track, again, the, the race conditions set up for him, and he is, and Nest and Creative Minister have both won in the past on wet tracks. So I think they are the most logical horses to take here. Even though the morning line favorite is We the People, We the People, also a decent horse, 
has won on a wet track, but the conditions of the race don't set up well for him either. I would look away from him. You look at Nest and go back to Nest. I mean, the pedigree. I mean, Curlin, we all know how great of a horse that was uh, in Marion Ravenwood. Does that help this this horse this week? With Cur- I mean, we, like I said, Curlin was great. Well, Curlin also comes from a horse named Mr. Prospector, who for the, in the 90s and the mid-2000s was the premier sire in the thoroughbred North American line, and primarily for distance. Also, uh, my Ravenwood, uh, the mother of Nest, comes from AP Indy, who won the 92 Belmont and Travers and Breeders' Cup Classic and Horse of the Year, all at long distance. So, I mean, again, this horse is bred for distance, top and bottom, and the conditions and the fact that she likes to run up front early all set up well for her. Todd Pletcher trained the last filly to win the Belmont Stakes 15 years ago in Rags to Riches, and he trains Nest as well as Modonagal. So I, I, I just think this all sets up well for Nest here on Saturday. Two horses we didn't talk about, Golden Glider at 20-1 to 1 and Barber Road, who we've seen before. Any chance for those two? Yeah, I mean, Golden Glider won a race at Belmont Park earlier this year, but the numbers just don't measure up. I, I just don't think he's fast enough. And uh, did, we, did you say Skippy Longstocking? I forgot the other one you mentioned. Uh, Barber Road. Uh, Barber Road did not run that badly in the Derby. I'm not sure that he's fast enough here, though. I mean, remember, in the Derby, the reason Rich Strike won was an absolutely suicidal pace, mm-hmm. which is why the come-from-behinders were able to come from behind. I think without that kind of a nuclear meltdown up front, I don't think it sets up that well for Barber Road. So we're taking Ness to win. What? Uh, who's who's winning? I think Creative Minister is going to have a little something to say okay. here. And, you know, I mean, not to say Rich Strike can't close for third, but... I would be very surprised if he hit the board here. Okay. You mentioned rags to riches. It was 15 years ago today that that horse won. Um, and I'll, we all know what happened 49 years. Can you believe it's been 49 years? And she years? beat Curlin to do it, by the exactly. way. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> uh, 49 years ago today. Do you know Do you know what happened at Belmont? That was Secretariat's <laughs> Belmont. Yeah. Next year, I hope, I hope ESPN lets me do a, a story on the 50th anniversary. It was uh, pretty impressive. Um, also, Justify won the Triple Crown four years ago today. Or yeah, I was there that day. Justify, Mike Smith. You talk about a good jockey. Um, and before I let you go, you didn't mention Flavian Pratt, who is in there, but he's on We the People, who I don't think you like too much. No, but Flavian Pratt is having an amazing year. He's from west. I'm sorry, from east, from riding in California. Uh, and he, you know, you're going into, I mean, not that California is not a terrific jockey colony, but New York is the best jockey colony. And he has come in here and just taken it by storm. That certainly is a feather in the cap of We the People on Saturday. We the People won. There's a race between the Derby and the Preakness in New York at Belmont Park called the Peter Pan Stakes. It's for horses who are kind of late bloomers and didn't make it into the Derby, they certainly can run the Preakness, but they can also run in a a slightly easier spot in New York, what they call the local prep for the Belmont Stakes. And he won that and was impressive, but the numbers didn't come back great for the power numbers. I am not positive that he's good enough to do this, but he's being made the morning line's favorite. That, I don't know. I mean, considering his resume is a little light, I'm not so sure that I would take him at two to one on the morning line. If he was ten to one, even eight to one, I'd think about it. But at two to one, I'm not backing him. Well, with only eight horses, we won't have to see a great overhead shot like we did at the Derby of Sonny Leone and Rich Strike weaving their way through right. a, a field of twenty. So it should be a it should be a fun race on Saturday, and uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking. Oh, by the way, Jason, I mean. You know, the, 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 the whole day, there's races that happen all day, right. right? And on the undercard of the Kentucky Derby, there were some pretty good horses running. 
And the races were pretty good. Not so much for the Preakness, but oh my goodness. The stars are going to be out on Saturday. Not so much in the Belmont Stakes, but a couple of the undercard races. Uh, the Ogden Phipps Stakes for older fillies and mares is unbelievable. That is a heavyweight championship big girl race with two champions in the field. Latruska, champion older female last year against Malathot, the Kentucky Oaks winner and champion three-year-old filly last year, and Clarière, who's knocked heads with them for the last two years. That is a heavyweight championship race. The Metropolitan Handicap at a mile, a stallion-making race with a flight line who's winning the Malibu the day after Christmas on opening day at Santa Anita is one of the most dominant performances I've seen anywhere in the last five years taking on Speaker's Corner. That is a tremendous race. So if you're looking for the, the pomp and pageantry, you go to the Derby. If you're looking for the people's party in the infield, the drunk fest, you go to the Preakness. You want heavyweight championship caliber racing, you go to the Belmont Stakes Day card. This is going to be a terrific card. The Belmont Stakes is probably the least of it. Well, that's interesting because normally, you know, when when I, you know, go golfing on, on race day, it's it's there, we've got it all on, but nobody really pays attention to the undercards, much like boxing. Um, but this is this right. is a day but this we time should. the undercard is better than the main event. I love that. I love that. I know you'll be watching, uh, looking forward to uh, to seeing who wins. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go with Nest because uh, I, I believe in Barry Abrams. You, I, I, we do this only for entertainment purposes. Entertainment purposes only, yes, absolutely. We can't bet in Montana so unless we go offshore, so we don't do that. Well, call your congressman. They've got <laughs> nothing else to do nowadays. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Hey, uh, Barry, enjoy Saturday. Enjoy all the uh, races, and uh, looking forward to chatting with you. we got the breeders coming up and uh, so much more. So um, stay on those mats and, uh, and, and enjoy the evening and, and Saturday afternoon. Hashtag LFGM. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Barry Abrams joining us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. It's not just a bundle. It's your home, it's your auto, it's your life. And Mike Miller understands that. Get hold of Mike today at uh, Mike Miller State Farm in Helena. This segment brought to you by Bowser's Lucky Dog Casino. If you're looking for a great place to grab a a cold beverage, friendly staff, and hot machines get into Bowser's Lucky Dog Casino uh, today. Let's do On This Day in History. It is June the 9th. It is Donald Duck Day. It is also Strawberry Rhubarb Pie Day. 1914 on this day, Pittsburgh Pirate shortstop Hannes Wagner the second to get 3,000 hits. 1966, five Minnesota Twins, Rich Rollins, Zolio Frizai, Tony Oliva, Don Michener, and Harmon Killebrew all hit home runs in the seventh inning to beat the A's. We talked about it with Barry, the 105th Belmont. On this date, 1973, Ronnie Turcotte aboard Secretariat. Secretariat, the greatest athlete in the history of sports. Uh, let's see, 1984, Martina Navratilova at the French Open uh, gets past Chris Everton straight sets, become the second woman in the open air to hold all four Grand Slam titles at once. Talked about Justify on this date in 2018 at the 150 Belmont, becoming the 13th Triple Crown winner. Happy birthdays today, Dick Vitale, the great broadcaster, born on this date in 1939, and Olympian Lori Hernandez, and Dancing with the Stars winner, born on this date in 2000. And on this date in 1944, 23 puppies were born to Lena, a foxhound in Ambler, Pennsylvania. And how big was that foxhound? 23 puppies born on this date to one one lucky mama dog. Let's do this. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. The walk-off presented by Cafe Zydeco, where the big easy meets the big sky. Don't forget to stop in for the best Cajun food this side of New Orleans and Nobody does it better than the gang over at Cafe Zydeco. Pasta Zydeco, shrimp etouffee, gumbo, po'boys, catfish, unbelievable food. Cafe Zydeco in Euclid in Helena, right next to Copper Club Casino. Another one of our great sponsors. 
If you listed earlier, Kennedy Venner from uh, Billing Senior named the Gatorade Player of the Year for the state of Montana for softball. Bronx went 23-3 and this year, won the state AA softball championship. She was 16-1, and a 1.09 ERA, had 262 uh, strikeouts, and allowed just 66 hits on 112 in the third innings. Also had two no-hitters, including a perfect game, and hit a couple of home runs as well. So, Kennedy Venner, congratulations. She was good. Got to see her in person. And she'll be, she'll be uh, pitching at Carroll starting next year. I uh, hope you enjoyed today. Going a little bit longer today. Went a little short yesterday, but uh, big week. Thank you, Sarah Lang, Alex Eshelman, Barry Abrams, Gary Wagner for stopping in. Uh, no show Monday, playing in a pro-am down in Bozeman. Tomorrow I've got the state match play at Bill Roberts. And then Saturday you can catch me on SWX. I'll be broadcasting along with Bobby Beers the uh, Class B All-Star game from uh, Lockwood Stadium. Excited to see that for the first time. I've heard they've uh, done a nice job with that stadium building it, much like East Helena. So we'll be down in Lockwood, 11 a.m. kickoff on SWX Montana on Saturday from Lockwood. Looking forward to that. Don't forget, next week, we've got a week from today, Rocky Erickson will join us. We'll talk All-Star Basketball Series with Montana and Wyoming. And uh, we'll be back Tuesday with your... Montana Rodeo Roundup, your auto contest, performance of the week, and so much more. Hope you have a wonderful weekend, and we look forward to seeing you back here. If you missed anything in the Above All Handyman Services Man Cave, you can always go to jasonwalkershow.com and check out any of our previous shows, if you so choose. Check out our sponsor pages while you're there as well. And if you want to be a sponsor, get a hold of me. Looking forward to next week. Hope to see you back here. Have a great, great weekend. And wish me good luck tomorrow. Apparently, I only have to beat one guy in the qualifying round to make the bracket at the state match play tomorrow. Don't let me be the only guy that doesn't qualify for the bracket. (laughs) Oh, oops. I'll let you know how it goes on Tuesday. Hope you had fun. I know I did. Nest to win the Belmont. We'll see you back here on Tuesday on the Jason Walker Show. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.